0: Welcome to the Community Conversation, brought to you by Prototype Training Systems, home of CrossFit Prototype. The Community Conversation highlights a different member of the Prototype community each week and allows them to tell their story, share their life experience, and communicate their perspective on all things fitness. We've all listened to podcasts and watched YouTube videos that highlight some of the world's greatest leaders and visionaries that share their knowledge and expertise in some capacity. Community Conversation allows you to get to know some of the amazing people at Prototype. After all, we all have our own unique stories and purpose to why we are pursuing a better version of ourselves. So turn up the volume and listen up. Your new episode starts right now. All right, this is our 22nd episode of the Community Conversation. I am so pumped to introduce our guest and longtime prototype member and one of my first personal training clients, Olivia Harwood. So uh, Liv is like a little sister to me. I started training Liv in 2010, 2011, when I was at Boston Sports Club in Westboro, uh, and I was training her before she was even in high school. Uh, So this is a special one for me because Liv is awesome, Uh, and if you don't know her, I'm glad you get to know her a little bit today. Uh, Her and the whole Harwood family are incredible. They're like another part of, or extension I should say, of my family. So I'm just so glad that Liv is participating and getting in this episode and that you guys all get to know a little bit about Liv. So tune in. It starts right now.
1: That's great.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, Liv, welcome to the community conversation. Uh, You got a nice introduction. Uh, before this so everyone knows who you are and without any introduction everyone knows who you are you're like the one of the most OG people at Prototype so with that being said why don't you just kind of talk everyone through like how you got involved in Prototype how you like got involved in the gym um, for the people that might not uh, know your story.
1: Yeah so thanks for having me by the way Um, I think my dad started working out with Mike, the OG, you know, founder and owner of Prototype back in the day when he was a trainer at BSC. I think I was like 12 at the time. I'm 23 now. Um, and I, I think my dad was the one that got me into like weightlifting basically, or he was the one that suggested I get into weightlifting. I played sports my whole life, soccer and lacrosse are my big things. And I wanted to play um, competitively in high school and then go on to college, hopefully for one of them. So I think probably Brent Harwood was the one that was like, you should like come, I don't know, like work out with Mike, lift some weights. So then I started working out with Mike at BSC when I was like 13, maybe. I think we snuck me in there when I was a little bit underage. Um, And I remember the day you, Mike, were like, you heard of CrossFit. And I was like, no. And you're like, it's the next big thing. And I was like, no way. I don't believe you. And then Mike left BSC to open up um, CFP at the time. And my parents and I followed him over there in 2012. And I think for the first, like, I don't even know, like, Probably like three or four years or something, we pretty much only did personal training with you. I think I was intimidated by the CrossFit classes and stuff. Um, and just was like sticking to personal training with you. And then I think it may not have even been till I was in college that I started going to the CrossFit classes and stuff. Um, definitely having my mom as my workout buddy helped me like get over my like small social fear of like doing a workout class with people I didn't know but now I love it. I would tell everyone I played competitive lacrosse in college um, and everyone always asked me, like I was the strongest on the team. I could always do the most pull-ups and everyone's always like, Liv, like, how do you do it? And I was like, (laughs) CrossFit, that's the story. And I still, I do CrossFit classes and I work out with Mike.
2: And And now you're an adult, not a little kid anymore.
1: I'm 23 years old. I'm going to have to start paying for my own gym membership soon, which is very scary.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to be moving uh, into South Boston soon. And uh, one thing that you Mm -hmm. didn't mention is that you were Canadian for a little bit. So uh, when was that? Because I don't think everyone knows that, that you guys left like this area for like a short like hiatus for your your mom's, uh, for your mom's job. So what was that like? talk about like what was it like being Canadian
1: yeah I think I kind of blacked it out honestly but um (laughs) but um yeah my we moved right after I finished eighth grade so I have two older brothers but we just it was just my parents and I that moved because my brothers were old enough to be on their own um and we lived there for two years and I kept playing sports up there competitively and, and like my school required that we play sports like all three seasons so I picked up some new ones um, and my mom's biggest thing when she moved up there was finding a gym. So we did find like a great personal training gym, which ended up like the owner of that gym ended up opening up a CrossFit gym in like Oakville, the town we lived in. So that was a big part um of our time up there as well. But we would still come back to the gym and like work out whenever we were home over like the holidays and stuff. And yeah, then eventually we moved back to Westboro. And I did my junior and senior year of high school in Westboro. And then went to college in Maine. But again, still, whenever I was home on breaks, like came back to the gym and did classes and everything.
2: Awesome. So you graduated during this COVID thing. I did. Can you tell people that may not know what that was like, like what your experience was like kind of going through? covid being a college student and being like your senior year sorry to bring that up but uh you know it, a lot of kids now are kind of still feeling that same um feeling that same effect now it's starting to kind of get to that the tail end of it here in Massachusetts you know seniors got a lot of seniors have like um graduation tomorrow like high school seniors and and, like, I know Hopkins has a parade and Westboro having their graduation and stuff. So, at least those kids are getting that opportunity. What was it like being in college, especially your, your senior year, kind of living, living through COVID?
1: Yeah, so it was right in the middle of lacrosse season, actually. We, we like, spend – basically, I played in a league called the NASCAC, which the season starts February 15th every year. You can't have any coaches' practices or competition before February 15th and, like, February was kind of, like, when the world, like, went on lockdown, so it was, it was weird, like, we went on our spring break trip to LA, and we got back, and that's when things were getting really bad, um, and I remember I got back to the locker room after practice one day in Amherst, another college, and our league had decided they weren't having lacrosse, and we were, like, freaking out, sorry, we were freaking out, we were, like, what does this mean like there's no way Bates is shutting down like we're gonna be fine like we already had our spring break a lot of schools had like their spring breaks coming up so I think they we thought they were covering their bases by um, like not allowing people to leave campus and return but like so that was like on a Tuesday and then on like a Thursday we found out that the, like this that school was done that we were being sent home so it was like a very insane 48 hours and from like a lacrosse perspective we had spent from the second we got to campus in September until like we were probably at the beginning of March at this point preparing for this season that we weren't even going to get um in a completely on a completely individualized note I was kind of like over college lacrosse at that point so as much as I was like really sad to like not be spending time with my teammates um and stuff anymore until, and I was sad for my teammates that still really did want a season. Um, I kind of was just like, okay, like this is happening. And then obviously being sent home, my friends at first were like, we're all gonna stay. Like we had a house off campus, like let's all stay. Let's just like, we'll eat like Panera and Chipotle for every meal, like it'll be fine. Um, it quick, like three days later, everyone was like, okay, we need to leave. Like, this is just not safe. And it's also just not sustainable. Um, so that was really crazy. But I think one thing that helped me kind of get through it was knowing that it wasn't like just a me thing. It wasn't just a friend group thing. It wasn't just a Bates thing. It was literally the entire world. So it wasn't like, oh, why us? Like there were like millions and billions of people going through it. Obviously we were still all safe and healthy, which was really big. Um, and honestly, like now I'm kind of thankful we got out when we did because, I feel like so bad for everybody else that's still in college and like the people that just finished up their freshman years that they like their senior of high school was cut short and now their freshman year it was tough probably to do like all the normal social things so it was kind of it was just kind of crazy it's the time has gone by really quickly um but it's just like weird to think about what like 15 months ago at this point I was in person (laughs) Yeah, I can't.
2: I can't imagine being in school, going through that stuff. It stinks, and like you said, it stinks for the the freshmen. Just to had a good, you had a good perspective on it. And then you also continued to like stay in super good shape. And like like many, I shouldn't say like many, maybe many folks like prototype, but not like many folks like across the world. You and Sally and Brent continued and still are doing like virtual like training in virtual classes. I wanna talk about that. And then actually I might know what I wanna talk about before we go into that is like staying on like the college and like high school, like side of things before we get more into your, uh, you now as an adult, is um, Mm -hmm. like being in high school in training and being being an athlete, being in college training being an athlete not many kids have, like I don't want to call you a kid but like at the time you're a kid devoted like as much time to like their physical like their fitness their health like their well-being not many kids are in that mindset get up in the morning go to a 6 a.m class like how yeah. did that like what like what is going on in your brain that that was like a decision you made that this is what I want this is what I'm going to do
1: yeah I think that well first a big part of it honestly was my parents like supported me all through a lot of it like not only financially which was a big thing which I'm very appreciative, appreciative of and a lot of people don't have that luxury um, but also just like my dad is slash like was working out with Mike three times a week my mom is in the gym like every day that definitely has helped me a lot um, but in high school I remember like lifting weights like was not a thing for like the people on my high school like lacrosse teams and stuff um but I remember and we still got in like good workouts I guess like in games and at practices but I remember during soccer season one year I had been like training with Mike in the off season and then soccer season came around and I was like okay I'm like getting like workouts in during practice I don't need to be um kind of like going into the gym as much but I noticed I still like I kind of felt like crap like I didn't feel like I was in shape and then I reached out to Mike and was like can we start training again um so yeah I just felt like I always felt better when I was like consistently actually like lifting and like doing real workouts in the gym um and that was a thing that translated to college too like I went to a D3 school that was competitive, but a lot of people had no experience lifting. Um, And it definitely showed, like I was blowing people away in the weight room, but even at school, it is hard. I always felt like I was on a much better track when I came home, which has made the transition to being like virtual and like now being an adult and like not being in college a little bit better. Um, Like it was always hard for me to stay on track at school but I knew that like when I came home, it was my time to kind of like reel it back in with both my nutrition and like being consistent in the gym. So mm-hmm. overall, just like, I think the main motivation there is just like feeling better. And like, you look better when you feel better too.
2: I want to talk about nutrition in a second, but let's keep keep on that track with the, with the, the virtual. Like what like you guys are like doing tons of virtual and you got like your, your guys got your spot in the Cape. You'll go to the Cape, do your workout. You'll go, you know, and you're working full time too from home. And then you'll do your workout like in the, at your house in in Westboro too. Like, what is that whole? I know you've been consistent. So that's played a role into you. You don't want to stop being consistent, but even the folks that there's some folks out there that were really consistent that like you pivot to a virtual and they're like, eh, not for me. Like yeah. what, what made that easier for you or what, what just keeps, doing, keeps doing that with, I mean, besides the fact you have an appointment with me, but yeah. you know, other than that.
1: Um, I think, well, the, definitely the main thing is like having a schedule, like whether we're working out with Mike on a day or just like deciding, I mean, before I started work, I was still living at home from like March to August before I started work. So that was a time where like, I still tried to be very like, maybe I wasn't getting up and doing like the 7am CrossFit classes, but I still made an effort to do like the 9am thrives every day. So still just like making a plan. Um, I've also just decided for myself, this might change when I like move out, but, um, and I'm living with my friends, but I know that if I don't work out first thing in the morning, it's not happening. So I like won't roll out of bed until I'm ready to work out. Um, so that was kind of more of a factor when I wasn't working, but now that I am working full-time, it's like, I'm working out at seven or I'm not working out at all. So I might as well work out at seven. Um, and then the other thing that has really helped me is honestly, like my mom, living home with my mom and her also being really committed. Like, it's nice when my alarm goes off in the morning and I can already hear her downstairs because I'm like, oh, gotta get up. <laughs> but it, I have really liked virtual. Um, I mean... Like my parents have totally hooked us up. Brent Harwood specifically, shout out with like a bunch of like home workout equipment and stuff, which has been awesome. But I love still being able to take a class. Like the pro- everything is still programmed. I don't need to like think of my own workout. I just need to show up and like be told what to do and like make myself do it. Um, yeah, but I love virtual and it's, it's I get to sleep in an hour later on a selfish note and I roll out of bed like five minutes before class starts, it's great.
2: <laughs> i don't think you've ever missed a workout like because you like decided to sleep in I w- i'm wondering like if your mom would ever give you a hard time for m- this missing one because like uh, i don't feel like it like sleeping
1: we normally talk about it the night before like it's kind of like maybe we won't say we're not working out tomorrow but we wake up in the morning and we're both like it's not happening
2: <laughs> there, it's a I, mutual agreement
1: yeah yeah but i mean yeah definitely <laughs> but um
2: you hold, yourself know, ac- you hold each other accountable to work out. You also hold each other accountable not to work out.
1: Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> like if one of us is not working out, probably both of us are not working out. But I like to rest on the weekends. So my motivation is like, just got to make it through like Friday, maybe Saturday, and then I can rest.
2: So back to the part about like nutrition, you, you use like 2020 COVID and all that stuff to really dial it in I mean you're back home you're not in school all the other stuff that comes with being at college and stuff but like you like made like a huge like transformation like what did you do and like what advice would you give to like other folks that are like that want to you know make that progress as well
1: yeah so I think just being home in general definitely has helped me a lot. Like, obviously I'm not drinking as much and I'm not in like commons where there are like endless food options and I can just like have whatever I want and I'm being like influenced by my friends. Um, But I will say I did, I feel like my transformation did kind of start at school. Um, And I had been trying, I'd been like working with like prototype nutrition on and off. I think since I was like a freshman in college but I couldn't really get myself in the right mindset Like I kind of kept being like I was tracking macros, but it was like all or nothing. So it was like if I go over my macros even the slightest bit, like I'm throwing it out the window and I'm just gonna eat like everything in sight. So I got into I was in like a really unhealthy pattern for a long time, but then I think like maybe like towards the end of my junior year of college or like my senior year of college, I was working with John. And the macro counting was like very important for me to learn kind of like portion control and learn like, yeah, I can eat this, but like this is like kind of what I'm putting into my body situation. And then from that, I was able to just be like, okay, I'm gonna eat what I want, but I'm not gonna overdo it. Like kind of more of like a mindful eating approach. And that was like really what did it for me. Like that is when I really started noticing like the transformation, I guess. Just so just like, I guess, like listening to my body and stuff, but being, being home has helped me like get over the end line, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. But surrounding yourself with people who I feel like think similarly, like people who also want to be healthy and, you know, I eat like a lot of crap in a day, but it's all about balance. Whole foods, prioritizing whole foods.
2: What is your favorite food? Like if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would I it think,
1: be? I think sushi. I just what sushi. kind of
2: what kind of sushi though? Like yama sushi? You're talking like like you're talking about like a like sashimi. What are you What are you talking about?
1: I like the maki. I think that's what it's called. I think that's like yama sushi. I mean yama sushi is kind of like fake sushi because they just throw everything in there. <laughs> but I like some good. I love some salmon. I love some tuna. I love some avocado spicy mayo drizzle i've been really into poke bowls recently there's a place in Worcester called atlantic oh it's in shrewsbury actually called atlantic pokey i got brett and sally on them it's like a burrito bowl but it's like sushi ingredients amazing Hmm. yeah i
2: never heard of that place what's it called again atlantic
1: atlantic pokey there's also there's one in shrewsbury there's also one in marlboro across from the apex center delicious
2: that's awesome i love a good poke poke bowl um, awesome. Well, let's get into the Spitfire round now that I just asked you that question because I, I wanted to change up these questions, but I just haven't got around to it. So, question number one B, because one A was the, uh, the food. Favorite movie and TV show of all time, and what are you currently binge watching right now? I know you're a, bin- a Netflix binge watcher.
1: I am. Okay. Favorite movie? I feel like I always say Back to the Future. So I'm gonna go with that, but also Legally Blonde is an honorable mention. Best movie of all time. Better than Mean Girls. Sorry, not sorry. Um, my favorite TV show of all time is probably The Handmaid's Tale. It's so messed up. If you like messed up stuff, you'll love it. it I was watched, also like
2: I watched, I watched like, I don't know, like the tried to watch the first episode with Erin, she had it on and I was like, I can't watch the show. I was it's, like, I can't watch the show.
1: It's really screwed just, up. I was just,
2: dis- I was disturbed by. It. I couldn't watch it. My but favorite I genre. See- I could see. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, my favorite genre of like books, movies, TV is like the psychological thriller, like really screwed up stuff. That's my favorite.
2: You like Dexter?
1: I haven't watched Dexter. I'll add it to my list.
2: Sorry, add it to your binge watching list because now we got go to go under that. What what show are you binge watching right now?
1: I'm currently binge watching Below Deck. <laughs> Um, I've been very in the past couple months have been very into the Bravo shows. I watched Summer House changed my life. Do you know what Summer House is? I've definitely told you about this. Summer
2: House
1: House is like a bunch of like, like New York City adults, like late 20s, early 30s on the weekends over the summer, they go to the Hamptons and they just like party. And it's like so insane. Highly recommend Below Deck. Do you know what Below Deck is? Nope. I
2: haven't heard. Below Deck
1: is it's a reality show about the lives of people that work as the crew on a yacht that is chartered by like billionaires very billionaires, entertaining yeah. many episodes many seasons perfect for binge watching
2: awesome. all right next question favorite musician or band of all time and then i'm going to add to this too like what's your favorite song of, of all time you only listen to one song so those are like three those are two questions Favorite musician or band of all time. Doesn't all does not have to be related to your favorite song of all
1: time. Okay, I don't know if this is my favorite of all time, but I really love some Ariana Grande. I know that's so basic of me. Um, I don't know. She just bops like like hit after hit. Um she uh
2: what's have you seen that video of her? It was like on FNL when she like impersonated like all these different like music like it was like Britney, and she did, like, Britney Spears yes
1: she's really talented she she's can do, really like, good yeah no but she's dope she just got married shout out Ari my favorite song I don't even know if I have a favorite song but I've really been into Cowboy Take Me Away by the Chicks recently
2: <laughs> what's that
1: you no know, it's like Cowboy Take Me Away you'll know it. you know it
2: if keep, <laughs> keep singing it keep singing it. I think I'll That's get. That's
1: like it. all I know off the top of my head. But <laughs> I right. also really enjoy listening to Sirius XM Channel 12 Pop Rock.
2: Wait, is that like throwbacks like 90s pop rock?
1: It's like I feel like it's like 90s early 2000s like. I used to listen to that all the time. It's amazing. It's awesome always station. on it's such a great car. station. Yeah. They
2: always, they play like Blue Traveler and Matchbox 20 and like yeah. all like the the good the good music. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not the same caliber anymore. Um, last question is besides working out, what is your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite hobby? Like, what do you like to do?
1: On a perfect day, sit on the beach and read a book.
2: Period. Sit on beach, read book. What's the book you're, what's the book you're reading right now? You reading anything?
1: I am. I'm currently, I got really into reading last summer and then I like stopped and I just got into, again, I'm currently reading The Wife Between Us, obviously a psychological thriller. I'm like halfway through, it's about like, I don't know some guy like marries this girl and ruins her life and then he like divorces her and now he's marrying a new girl and she the like first wife is trying to save the new wife. And it's great. So complicated. It's great. Could
2: be It could be a real, a true story too. What's that show? I think we talked about it. You just got me thinking about it. It was on Netflix. There's like three seasons. There was a guy that like- Ozark. No, it's like he it was like a guy who's like follow this girl around or it's woman around. Yeah, that's it. So you must have loved that show.
1: Yeah, that was good. It honestly not one of my favorites, but it was good. Okay. Yeah. I don't I was, know. That guy's messed up. When I think of
2: psychological thriller, that's like all I think about is something like that, where this guy is just like an absolute psychopath. And like you're kind of like, oh like I hope he like like she likes him, but then you're like, he's a psycho.
1: Yeah. And then he kills everyone.
2: And yeah, and then kills people. Well, Liv, I appreciate you being on this community conversation. Just got to know a lot about you. Well, I already knew all this stuff. I know everything yeah. about you. Like <laughs> you're, like you're like my sister,
1: yeah. um,
2: basically. But uh, everyone that's listening right now got to know a little bit about you. So I appreciate you being on. Everyone that's listening right now, I appreciate you listening. Remember, if you haven't yet, subscribe to us on Spotify and on YouTube so you can catch the community conversation every week, this new episode that comes out every week. So get on that. And again, thanks, Liv, for being on the community conversation. We'll see you all real soon.
1: Thanks for having
2: me, Mike.